1: Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast. We are recording this episode on June 30th, hoping to give you some listening material for the Fourth of July weekend. I know on last week's episode we said that we're going to dig into the film of Denny Dia and RJ Hampton, but plot twist: uh, we're doing a big board. <laughs> I think I think you know, it's fourth of July. Do people are driving to your cabin, something like that. We're gonna we're gonna give you something different to listen to. And uh that's Will Deberg, who's been doing these pods with me. He's the assistant men's basketball coach at the University of Saint Thomas. Uh we spent most of our quarantine pandemic I don't know what do you even call it at this point? Pan, pandemic quarantine, it's it's all it's all mixed now. We've watched a ton of of these prospects. I think at this point, Will we've We've gone through at least half of the first-round first round prospects. We've watched all their film. So, middle of the summer, I think it's time to do a first version of our big board. Um, obviously, probably more to come because it's, we've got three and a half months still until the actual draft happens. But for you, what was that, what was that process like, sitting down to actually put together a board and, and kind of make a list?
2: Well, it was, it was interesting because we've been doing these now for, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Something like that, so like to kind of go back and revisit guys we did back in like late winter, early spring, even in march April good call on uh, the doing um, the
1: the tweet here a lot of a lot of likes already with the, oh, the yeah. picture tweet
2: um so yeah, just kind of going back and revisiting those guys and, and sort of like actually try to compile a you know a ranking
1: right, so is it i mean so when you're ranking these guys are you looking at? immediate impact you're looking at careers are you looking at like what what is what is the like grading heuristic for
2: this the way I did it was based on I tried my best not to factor in other mock drafts other you know sure whatever I tried to do it just based on the film that we watched which was a lot um who I thought was going to be four five six years from now who I think is going to be the best player in the NBA, and that's not to say who's got the highest ceiling best of this. Group, who yeah. I think five, six years from now, who's going to be the most impactful and best player in the NBA, or in the from this draft <laughs> in the NBA? Who's the next LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I think I think I had a similar process of
1: yeah of, of you know looking we're kind of looking guessing for high end outcomes you call it, like the ninetieth percentile you know projecting some upside into this, because if you are investing a lottery pick, which we should say, we're just doing the lottery here, the top 14 Mm -hmm. picks. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally your lottery ticket to, to, you know, to add to your team in in that sort of way. And I think for me, my process is like, yeah, I can go through and, and I did and just kind of make my, my list, but I kind of needed like to argue with myself in in some sort of way to, to move people up and down. So, so what I did is kind of make that list and look at where, really make a list based kind of – this sounds cliche, but like from the heart of the guys who, you know, you're watching them and you're like, man, like Isaac Okoro, he jumped out as someone who is special to me or whoever that guy is. And, and really being being comfortable with saying like, you know, I really like this player even if draft expert X, mm-hmm. you know, has them in the 20s. Right. And then – so, so yeah, it's like I make that list. I look at the discrepancies and be like, all right, what, what makes me put – this player at eight and Kevin O'Connor have them at 22 and mm-hmm. the nice thing we have is all these different mock drafts and big boards that they have is you know they kind of give their bullet points for their reasons mm-hmm. for the pluses and minuses there and and then it was I thought it was interesting kind of going through some of them it was like clear I'm like oh yeah I have a I have a good like I have a good argument against that that you see this pl- you see Obi Toppin's rebounding to be a massive issue or whatever it might be and and if I can make a strong argument against that I'll feel more comfortable leaving my guy in that spot if not like sometimes in that argument with myself I'm able to be like okay yeah maybe I do need to slide it down you know in some way closer to the chalk or to the consensus there and you know that happens with all these sort of mock drafts as we kind of hit a consensus and there's the chalk but I think at least for right now for me that's a good place to start Mm -hmm. is being like all right. I'm on this end of the spectrum, experts are on this other end of the spectrum. Let's try and find a happy medium or at least have sort of a internal debate about right. it. And and that got me to yeah, where I'm at now. 14 guys, and if I'm being honest, I'm pretty sure this list will will move around. Yeah. Over the course, you know, over the course of the year, I think we'll both watch more more film over these next 3 months and that will or other things will impact kind of our our sort of thoughts. Right. Like this, no, I agree. I,
2: for me, one of the things that I try to do is not let's – like when I when I put a guy in a certain spot, I try not to be like, well, where does Kevin O'Connor have him? Mm-hmm. Or where does Sam Vecini? I, I I wanted just to like make my list. Yeah. And you and I by no means are experts at this, right? right? We're not – we don't pretend to be. To be. We're, yeah, we're, we're definitely not. It's just one of it's those just things. something to do. <laughs> we watched a lot of film, and, yeah. and regardless of what other people said, I think for me that was kind of the – I don't know, fun things, right? Fun aspect of it, but just who objectively I think yeah is the best without hearing from the right. quote-unquote experts,
1: right? And it, I think it is important to kind of like fight back on some of that stuff because it's not like mm-hmm. nobody can just like tell you like, oh, you're an idiot for having so and so at six. Everyone else has them at 27. Right. Like, like Kevin O'Connor, he has he has Tyrell Terry at eight, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody else has him there. But like, whatever, this is the draft, like. If you can give me some reasons for why you believe that, then sure. Like Everyone's entitled to their own mm-hmm. opinion on that. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to roll through with what our opinions are. We don't know what each other's lists are, which I'm actually pretty interested to see. Because I think we've agreed on a lot of guys generally. But, but now it's kind of like the classic, you got to put your money where your mouth is. right? And, and can't, not everybody can be great. Not everybody can, you know, some, some guys, like, and I then, had trouble cutting out. Some dudes
2: and I think we want to. We should clarify this is not necessarily Timberwolves specific. Yeah, who were like who the Wolves list is. This is who blank roster. If you were had the mm-hmm. number one, two, three, all the way down to fourteen pick. This is where we would right. s- slot them in.
1: Yeah, and the only thing I would I would kind of add to that is that is that is how I approached it. But I also thought about like kind of like the the general NBA team or, like, the median NBA team, like, we do, we do need to account for the fact that the NBA is being played a certain way in 2020, and mm-hmm. we'll probably only lean further into that. So, right. I mean, it's kind of like we were talking about last week with LaMelo Ball. The reason I have him highly ranked is I feel like he fits where the modern NBA is and where it's going, whereas maybe Anthony Edwards I would have higher if we were talking about even like 2012 or something mm-hmm. like that. So it is, you know, it's like anything. It's it's a calculation of a whole bunch of, um, yeah, different factors right. and ultimately come into a list. So um, let's do this where you go with who your top guy is. I'll tell you where I have them. Right. And and then kind of touch on that guy. I'll do my one, sure. so forth, two, three as, as we go on there. So
2: yeah. this is new. We've not talked – We have no idea what your list is. I think that's important to, to
1: – Yes, know. but – via text i got a hint from you that yeah yeah you so might have i have switched up from so you LaMelo just ball.
2: you just mentioned that your list is going to change when i i kind of jumped the gun a little bit last week when i said lamella ball was my number one he's not okay um dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he's just, yeah i just there's too many things that worried me about him where it's like i just okay
1: so who has one who who jumped him essentially for you
2: um devin vassell
1: Wow! There you go. Yeah, that, that's I. It's okay, I was guessing something else.
2: I think I know who you were guessing, and I I kept going back to. Huh. I just when I he's probably the guy, that I, I don't know if bi- I'm not biased because I have no connection to Devin seller Forest State. So <laughs> bias bias isn't the right word, but he was the guy that I just kind of got enamored with when I I watched the most of him because I liked what I mm-hmm. saw so much. So maybe bias in that sense, but I don't. T- you disagree with me if you want I I didn't see many weaknesses I just think it's gonna it's gonna work well yeah
1: I think um so I have him seven okay which that that makes it sound like we're really far apart and, and it kind of is right it, one it and seven is. is
2: is fairly that, that
1: is but but like and again I think I'm think i just saying like the, the vibe I have on Devin Vassell is not like I think he's he's bad like there's some other guys who have That once we get a little lower on my list, like that, I have late lottery. Who other people Mm -hmm. have, you know, in the the top three, four picks. And
2: I understand first round picks in the NBA draft are are way sexier than Devin Vassell usually. Yeah, Zion and Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons and right, many other guys. Yeah, it's kind of a Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell does not fit into that mold. Yeah, and and I think it's the kind of the theme of this draft too is there's Mm. not really a guy like. Zion or AD or yeah, any of those guys is. so again back to my criteria I guess I just think five years from now when he's 24 25 sure. years old I think he's gonna be really really good and if I was betting he'd be the guy I would bet on so just for some context we'll do this for every player
1: Kevin O'Connor has him sixth Sam Basini has him eighth and ESPN which is like a combination of Mike Schmitz and Jonathan Gavoni I'm um, having 16th
2: yeah, I, I don't understand that. Yeah,
1: and I, I, that that is way too, um, too low for for me even on on that by by a long ways. And I, I think, I think the, the the difference which which I have, and maybe this is more Koc and Vicini too, who have them six and eight and I have them seventh, is is basically you said there's no Zion, there's no Jaw, there's whatever, there's, that guy doesn't exist in mm-hmm. this class. And, and I'm with you. Very likely it does not. But for the guys in my top five, I, I see a path to those guys being kind of like, maybe not star stars, but like, maybe not, but, but all stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can see a path for that. So it's really with my top five is I'm, I'm taking, maybe this is just the difference between you and I, as is, is I don't see that star potential for Devin Vassell um as much as I do for the the balls, the Anthony Edwards, the Wisemans, those sort of guys. Um and 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 we went through this on the last pod too is where where we differed was just on just kind of our perception of his athleticism, I think. And and I think actually more people are with you than than with me there, but I just I saw him to be somebody who slowed down at times. Um now this is me like right, doing, sure. I'm highlighting all the negatives. I've got I a do, counterpoint I, for you though. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. And and it's like so so that's what it is for me. I, I saw enough to to take to subtract star potential, star potential, which took him out of my top five, but does fair. not take him out of my belief that I think he's a starter caliber player.
2: I think there are a lot of, and again I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be a star, but I think there are a lot of a fair amount of star wings who are not mm-hmm. like freak athletes. Right. You know, yeah, we, we talked about Gordon Hayward. We talked about Jason Tatum. Um, I went back and watched uh, uh, Paul George, Fresno State. He wasn't. He was athletic. Don't get me wrong, but he yeah. wasn't the, the freak athlete as as wow. we t- seem to think he is now in the NBA. Sure, uh, and that's top end spectrum, right? I'm not again not saying he's going to be Paul George, but I also think like he Paul George wasn't a world class athlete when he was a sophomore at Fresno right. State.
1: And you know, to Vassell's credit, he has the frame. The frame. Right. He yeah. has the frame that if he was able to take an athletic jump in the way that Paul George has, mm-hmm. now we're talking about something way more dynamic about him getting to his shot whenever he wants to. To have the, for me, it's it's concerns about the speed. He has the height and the length to be able to get it. Um, but he, I think, for me, he would need to be to show. We talk about being twenty-four. Like if Devin Vassell's the best player from this class, we go. Wow, let's go back and watch his Florida State tape. He is, he's really a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Prob- maybe stronger as much as he is kind of quicker too. But that's going to be any of these guys. Sure. Like I'm going to mind like Lamella Ball is my first one, first on my board, and that's the, that's the same. I mean, we, there's just as many holes to be poked. A lot of the same ones, right? When we talk about physicality, you talk about you know a- athleticism. Really for for the both of them, they need to add muscle and strength onto their frames. And, and I guess the reason I'm betting on LaMelo Ball is, is the idea that I do see some star potential. And I don't think LaMelo Ball is the most likely player in this class to be, uh, to be the best player on a team. But I think he's definitely the most likely player in this class to make the best player on your team
2: a lot better. That's a good point.
1: And, and in a class that I don't see... A Zion, an AD, and that I'm. I, I think it's. It sounds weird to say that like Lamelo Ball is a conservative pick, but I think I think in ways it kind of is because you're banking on him. You're banking on him being a better Ricky Rubio. You're banking on him, you know, being a, a special pick and roll player, but maybe not a super dynamic offensive player. And yeah, so that's where I'm at with him. Where do you have him?
2: Lamelo? I have him four, and I um, don't. And I don't have. I just we talked we talked a lot about uh, he, the whole pod was about him last week and I there's there are too many there are too many red flags yeah that's, that's and fair we don't need to revisit all of them mm-hmm. we don't need to repeat it but that's why literally
1: he, sixty minutes on the Ball on the last pot yeah. on this feed if anybody
2: hasn't yeah. listened to that can go so it me. was funny because I at that time I said he was my number one player and then I felt like I kind of bashed him the whole podcast mm-hmm. so I sort of came to a realization with all those red flags and concerns I just I didn't. Again, we're by no means experts on this. I just, mm-hmm. it felt weird having a guy with that many concerns yeah. and then putting him number one. So that's why he's he's four, he's four on my list.
1: Yeah, he he has a substantial chance, you know, to mm-hmm. make me, you know, or a lot of other people who he is. I mean, he's he's number one on Sam Vecini's board. He is number he's also number one on John Hollinger's board. who's also at the Athletic. I'm not going to do his for every single one, but I thought that that was mm-hmm. noteworthy. Um, John Ollinger, president of basketball oper- or a pre- vice president or whatever he was for the Memphis Grizzlies, obviously worked on league for a long time. Um, and then ESPN had him two behind Anthony Edwards. So um, I don't think it's a hot take to say Lamelo Ball is one on on my board or on any on anyone's board. And quite frankly, I think I'm probably lower on Lamelo than other people who have him won, You know what I'm saying? Sure. If that if that makes sense, because I see. I really do recognize those those there red are some flags people, too.
2: There are some people who think he's gonna be like an MVP. Yeah, who, uh, like his Instagram followers? Know, some some Twitter, some of your Twitter <laughs> followers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I don't I mean I obviously like him. I, I like I like the idea. I'm I'm fascinated. I'm quite, I'm fascinated by him. Like he's you know how Zion was like kind of like can't miss, mm-hmm. just just turning him on this year at the beginning. I, I feel like Lamelo will be that too, like not in necessarily as dynamic as Zion, uh, was like you wanted to watch Zion play because you're like, dude, this guy's good, right? Like Lamelo is just it's gonna be it's gonna be can't miss to see what is good and, and how bad, the bad right. is. But I think so. I I kind of I was telling you about. Kind of making arguments with myself. I went to like K- KOC of the experts is lowest on him four like you mm-hmm. on the mellow, and just kind of one of the lines from his draft guide is he needs to dramatically improve his offensive efficiency. Fair, right? Like you and I, we both agree on that. But like, what what are the warts? Like, what are the warts in the mellow balls offensive efficiency? What comes to your head? Like the the couple things.
2: I would say two things: his shooting. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know if it's gonna work. It yep. might, but I don't know. And sure. to his decision making.
1: Okay, so this is what I put down. I put three point shooting, turnovers, and finishing.
2: Yep, Fini- those, finishing would have been my third. Finishing and physicality, right? Yeah, kind of a those go, are to, go, to go, go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, and and so so those those are what made him a terribly inefficient player in Australia, and and that's like totally fair to note. I just think like the turnovers specifically, those come came so much from being overzealous playing in transition. Like that. That was a, a big part of those trying to make, like you said, Instagram highlights. Exactly. Yeah. I. But I personally think that's something that I think he's going to be a good transition player. Yeah. Like at, at the at the NBA level, I think he's really going to be a really good hit ahead passer. Like I think that that part of it can be ironed out. The finishing, like, yeah, that that's concerning. Theory. That's that's concerning. But and that's physicality. But as we go through a lot of these guys, in in the lottery here, that's a concern, as it was with the cell. Like, I think those guys are going to need to improve their strength, their physicality, to improve one of their warts. So so that, that one's big there, but, I, you know, I think optimistically, if you're drafting him number one, you're believing in that a little bit. And then the last one's the shooting, mm-hmm. the three-point shooting, which was, I think, and obviously I'm just kind of, you know, I'm making excuses for him here, mm-hmm. But but so many of them, so many of the threes, that led to his 25% three-point percentage, if you've actually watched them, which I know you did, are garbage time, right. are, are stupid jacks, are all this sort of stuff that is not going to fly yeah. in the NBA. And well, if you if you go to just his catch-and-shoot, was only 30 of them, but he made 38% of his just catch-and-shoot ones. And I think – and that's with messed-up form. You saw a guy who, like, does have some touch and I think has a redeemable three-point stroke.
2: Yeah, I don't think his shot looks that bad. I just – the the people who again not to reference your your, your Twitter feed but there are people out there who, are, who their argument is like well he averaged seventeen seven and seven in, in a pro league in Australia not it's, a good it's, argument yes he did I mean, it's yeah. objectively he did average <laughs> yeah. that when you peel back when you peel it back a little bit it was an awful yeah seventeen seven and seven so that can't that can't I be totally an argument. acknowledge that that can't yeah. be an argument so <laughs> uh, just putting that one out there right, and, right. and again we don't need to I feel like we can kind of quickly move on from LaMelo cuz we talked about him for an hour right, last week. Right.
1: Right, I guess that was just the, that was cuz I really going back and looking at it, I tried to almost like talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. And and maybe go back to Anthony Edwards, who is my is my like one B. And I just went back to the the fact that I'm like I think I think LaMelo Ball has a very good chance at making the best player on whatever team he goes to a lot better. I think Anthony Edwards has a chance at being the best player on a team, but that is not a likely outcome. And so I th- again, I think it's, that's the more conservative option. Can
2: I ask you one more question about him? Sure. From what from what you've watched, do you think he would be a fun guy to play with? Because you, you you said he's going to make your best player better, and I don't disagree. But if you were to go roll out the ball and play pickup right now?
1: Yeah, no, I don't. Which is weird because the comp we've kept making for him is Ricky Rubio, who I think would probably be one of the most fun guys to play with.
2: That was, in a, if I could summarize it in in one sentence, I don't think he would be fun to play with, and I think that's really concerning when you're a point guard. And it's a good point. He, no. He's he's got the tools, but I just yeah. if he was on the Wolves, I don't think Kath half, halfway through the season would be like, "I love this dude." Like, I, I'm so glad mm-hmm. we drafted. I, ju- I just think there's there's red flags there, and, and that stuff's important. And I just I, I don't know. Same calling a guy fun to play with at any level of basketball, high school, sure. college, pickup, just mm-hmm. men's league. If he's if someone's fun to play with. It's it's a it's a it's a big compliment. It's a big particular
1: if it's a point guard.
2: Correct. Yeah. All right, who's your number two? Killian Hayes. Okay. Couple reasons. the first time we did do you want me to give reasons or do you want to tell Where where do you have him?
1: Oh, I'll say that. Yeah, first good call. I have him uh, five. Okay. And O'Connor has him one, Sam Vicini has him seven and ESPN has him nine.
2: Okay. So when we first did the the Killian Hayes one, we had only two full game. highlights so not even well full games full games so then then we got the international synergy so i was actually able to this weekend watch more just like condensed specific film of of him right um and i also i know a few people in france still who you know are big in the basketball world there and so i I actually talked to one for like an hour on the phone and his biggest point was i'm gonna have to give you a raise i know (laughs) seriously his biggest his biggest point was the jump Hayes has made from, like, 16 yeah. years old to 17 year old, years old to till, till now, his pretty much his point was if he can make a jump from 18 to 19 and 19 to 20, yeah. 20 to 20, whatever, now you're looking at a guy who's who's really, really good. Um, I thought
1: it was interesting. He's already played 72 professional games, yeah. and he's, like, and, 18 and a half.
2: And he looks like he has. Just, just, yeah, just his composure and the way he's – He's, yeah. got, he's not he's not perfect by any mm-hmm. means. He's, he's got stuff he needs to improve on. But, I, yeah, he, I really enjoyed watching him, too, more, again, more in like a, a condensed, specific film watch.
1: So, so for me, I have him at five, and in, you were right. Like when one and seven, where well, you having Vassell one and me having him seven is a pretty big gap. And I agree with that. This, you having him at two and me having him at five, I, I really don't think it's that, that right. much. I, I actually had him, I shifted him to five today. And had him at four um, before that. But it's, it's – um, I, I think it's up there in, in the top, top tiers. I don't think he, – he, he's clearly, for me, in the group before a drop-off in, the, in this class of a guy who, who, for me, to be in that kind of top-ish tier is, is someone who not only do you like what you're seeing, the way he plays on there, you're seeing upside and you're seeing like a physical, physical frame – of of a guy who you could see really making it work, and I I do I do see that with Killian Hayes. I do see mm-hmm. a guy who already can play the pick and roll offensively, right. and and you know what? Because with synergy too, now we have got to watch a lot more defense. And I I, I did the same thing this weekend. Is I like him on defense. I like to see him yeah. on defense a, a lot more than I kind of thought he would. Right, and that's probably factoring in some of the the labels. But you know, he was he faced a ton of pick and rolls defensively, yep. and he was at least numbers wise really good w- was really good what, i like
2: what was he, what was the synergy again on defense um i
1: think it was like excellent or like very very good uh, yeah like 83rd percentile or something and at, to me it's kind of like some of that synergy stuff particularly with the international players when you have limited sample sizes you're like all right sweet you're like uh, above average on 20 mm-hmm. you know 20 possessions like no the defensively he defended more pick and roll possessions than he defended any other type of possession for Killian Hayes mm-hmm. and it was it was what he was best at and and again so I'm like oh that's interesting click on and actually watch a film and like he's super intentional of getting up into the ball handler like he's very like cognizant of where the screener is like you could you know or watching on film but you could like see him listening to the big for like what the call was his mm-hmm. his team like and that stuff yeah. matters. Yeah, that and stuff carries over, right? And 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 that's not something you see point guards in the NBA doing as rookies right. at the beginning of their career. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the, the Timberwolves listeners here will will know this. Like with Tibbs and all the like the young guys who came in, it's like you know, Tibbs ice, right? Ice, 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 ice on the sides. Like if you're a ball, if you're like defending the ball and your team like ice is all side pick and rolls, you got to be really intentional about getting to the hole. And moving, you know, moving the guy to the baseline, and whether it's Chris Dunn or all manner of these guards who the the Wolves have had had in the Tibbs era, like that was the issue. Getting to, hearing the call from Cat or Gorgie whoever it was, getting the hole and actually pushing the guy to the sideline, like Killian Hayes. I was watching. I'm like, man, this dude's 18, and at least over in this overseas league he was in, he was doing that. Mm-hmm. And and that's a, at the point guard position, like. To kind of to have no reason with Killian Hayes to believe that he's going to be like a bad defender, that almost to me gives gives him like a pretty high floor,
2: right there. Right there is why I had him above Ball. Is there's his floor it's is fair, man. His floor is higher than his floor. Am I saying this right? His floor is higher than way higher than Ball's floor.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, and I guess what I will to to counter that is I don't I don't see star potential though, well. like like uh, superstar potential.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know if I do with with Lamelo, but that's a, yeah, that's yeah,
1: and and that's I don't know. I don't I don't see superstar with Lamelo either. But I like Lamel's so weird, <laughs> but it, it, with Killian, I I see a, a really good player, and relying on the fact that he's eighteen and there's just a lot of room for growth, whether you talk about skills or physicality. That's that's really sure. encouraging for me.
2: I think I know you're too. Yeah,
1: I think you do too. Go ahead, say it. Wesley Johnson. No, um, it's – Oh, is <laughs> it? Is he eligible? Um, no, I did I did Anthony Edwards. Um, so, yes, Wesley Johnson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Kevin O'Connor has him too. Sam Vecini has him too. ESPN has him one. Uh, John Hollager, I think, also has him too. He's, he's kind of like the, it's weird, like he's. I have him six. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. It, 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 he has like a weirdly, nobody really has him that low. So you are an outlier to have him kind of that low, which actually I was almost expecting to have him a little bit lower. Why don't you tell me the case against him? I've on a bunch of pods kind of expressed why I like him.
2: There's a couple reasons. I don't like his shot selection at all. It's horrible. Fair. And you can make – the counterpoint is, well, he played with, at, at Georgia. He, you know, he had to take all these shots.
1: I um, I don't even I think he had to take all I these shots. With he that. did I, take all He did.
2: Shots. And yeah. it was – we. I pull up the clips with you, and there would be games that they'd be down like 20. Yeah. And he would just be gunning, clearly trying to get to the 20, 25, 30-point threshold, whatever it was. And his – so that was one just the shot selection two he he didn't play hard he would turn it on at times and you could see it you'd be like wow if he could only you know if you could bottle that up and do that every possession he'd be an all-star type of thing and i've learned that never works though the guys that you are like man if he could do that every time Right. It never, it never translates. Well, if in- you're
1: right about that, then I'm really wrong on Anthony Edwards because that's totally what I'm banking on. You're banking is on that it's bottleable.
2: Sure. Okay. And that's where, and I think that's where we disagree. I don't think it is. I don't think he's a good shooter. I think his shooting numbers are inflated a little bit because he had the green light and just from a sure. confidence standpoint, if you can. We well, talked I about would this. Say they're deflated. No, remember we talked about this with a Kogi in college. He shot like 39 percent or 40 percent from three and we were like if you're on a team and your coach is like just shoot it yeah you're gonna have so much confidence yeah that's fair and that's my thinking with Anthony Edwards I don't think he's I think he's a worse shooter and I have him six in the draft so I'm not like yeah. saying he's not gonna be in the NBA but I think I don't know those two things his shot selection his like his, his work ethic or how hard he plays is really bad um and then, what about on defense? And then defensively, for being massive, he, his body is unbelievable for yep. the NBA. For being that athletic and that strong and physical, horrible. I thought he was horrible on defense. Um, he was more of a, when you go through the clips, that there
1: was clips that he did it that it, rather than it's what who he was. Right. Like there's good clips. Yeah. But he wasn't who he was defensively. And that's fair. I I acknowledge everything you just said there. Mm-hmm. I'm banking on, and this will be a theme in my whole top five, is in a class that lacks high end upside, I'm betting on athletes. Sure. And, and that's fair. I get that. And I don't and I I disagree with actually with you and a lot of people on on the jumper of like I think I think he's one of those. I think he's one of those shooters who's almost better shooting off the bounce than he is in catch and shoot. And I think he actually shoots different, which is that part of it's concerning to me. But I, I, think, I think there is a dynamic player in there. And it might, not, it might not have a high likelihood of coming true or to fruition. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be reliant on the teammates he plays with, the coaching staff he goes to, a lot of those things. Yep. But that, there is something in that shell that is the best player in this class. I, and i i think and i think he's the most likely in this whole class to to get that even if it's a thick shell. That's just there's he's he wouldn't be number 2 for me in a, in a lot of different classes. He'd be like, "Oh, bet on your high and upside guy who's like 8." But there aren't a lot of high, there aren't a lot of good athletes in in this draft class. There's and not. No. That I don't know. That's why I
2: Yeah, into. i those are good points. It it's hard to argue with those. I think he's going to be incredibly frustrating like, from a fan standpoint. Sure. Wherever he goes, they're going to be like, why isn't he better? Mm-hmm. He's 6'6", 6'7", massive wingspan, by far the are best. You,
1: are you describing Andrew Wiggins?
2: Well, I was, I was going to reference Andrew Wiggins in the exact yeah. same way. How Andrew, It's like, how is, he not, how is he not better? And I don't think he'll be nearly as good as Wiggins still is, but I just think it's that, it's that concept. Why do you think a lot of people have him Because high. of that. Because he's, he was highly rated in high school for good reason. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't mean that in like a pejorative sense. I'm no, actually I just, like wondering. Like, a lot of it is is the physicality in the body. He's six. I mean, you did the numbers, yep. but he's got like a six ten wingspan. He's six, six five, six, nine,
1: two. Tw- he's two twenty five is really the right. Point. So and he doesn't look like yeah. He's strong.
2: So yeah, he's incredibly strong. Um, I don't know, man. I just so that's that's why. And then, yeah. but again, he took eight threes a game and shot twenty nine percent. I'm
1: interested to, and we we can move on from. I'm interested once we get to like six. What your reasoning was for? Other I have guys. him ahead of this because sure. okay. I think that that's like the inflection yeah, point, right? That's of fair. Like at some point, you decide to bet. You're deciding to bet on the athleticism, mm-hmm. and I'm betting at it a, a. I guess I'm betting on a bigger return, right? Like sure. I see better odds in it, but six actually isn't that far away, right? I wonder, I wonder if you're being influenced by other people by other people to keep you up at six. 100 percent of them. Yeah, I, I definitely have that with some. Of, I like my.
2: Again, I think he's going to be. A t- yeah. I don't think he's going to be a good defender. Okay. I, and I think someone's going to say, "Well, you know, he's six six and got these mm-hmm. long arms and strong." It's like, okay, yeah, he does, but I, that doesn't equal good. Yeah, defender. I
1: mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pound on the table say I think he's going to be a good defender. I'm going to pound on the table say I think he can be. Sure. But whatever. That's 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 to be determined.
2: All right. Three. Yep. This might surprise you. And I this was a reluctant a reluctant pick because there's not a lot of film, but I had I had Wiseman. Me too. I thought you might have Wiseman 3. Mm-hmm. Um, he's massive, absolutely yes. massive. He's an unbelievable athlete for being his size, and I'm just going to bet on that. Yeah. And let the rest – I'm let betting the rest, on it too, and I'm let, not reluctant about it. Like, let the rest fall into place. Yeah. What are we – He's
1: huge. What are we, <laughs> what are we going to <laughs> Like, what is the competition here? Yeah. What, what, what is, what is the, the competition for 3? I mean, uh, we're going to get to it, but it's just like it's not special, special. You aren't, you aren't, right. and, and there's this chance that, that James Wiseman is special, special, and, and I know there's all these narratives out there about how the center position is getting less and less valuable, right, in the NBA, and people, people say that over and over again, it's like, go get yourself a Daniel Tice, an Aaron Baines, or a Sean Holmes, somebody like that for like five million bucks, and you're good, spend your money elsewhere, well, you know what else is nice, like, I'm not saying this is him, but like Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, like those guys are stars. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know. I mean, basically because the limited film we have, I don't know like if he's going to be able to get there. But physical profile wise, mm-hmm. like it's there. Who did you say Embiid, Kat,
2: Jokic, who is the fourth? Gobert. Gobert.
1: Gotcha. And I think Gobert. So I think Gobert is actually. So Gobert is such a good defender and so disciplined and mm-hmm. smart which is the thing, and that that's where like James Wiseman becomes his, his best self, right, mm-hmm. is is something along those lines and then maybe becomes even more dynamic offensively because Gobert is pretty limited there mm-hmm. um, and Wiseman like has a little bit of a stroke to him, but I think can be more even just imposing at the rim than, yeah. than Gobert is. Now, it's <laughs> he's going to have to do a ton and show us a ton to be able to be Gobert defensively, but you can see shades of it. Even in college,
2: yeah. Yeah. I think he I I think there's a chance he's a really good rim protector, really good defender.
1: And and it's like
2: And in this I, and in this draft, if you're getting a a pick in, you know, the dunker spot which you always refer to, and a rim protector. Yeah. I uh, with who's a high level athlete and I don't know. I'd take that and take that and, I d- and I run just, away. I
1: think we we overrate the like that these guys aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. And and obviously we know the Embiid is worth it at the max, we know Jokic is worth it at the max, we know cat is worth it at the max but even like go slide down to like a miles turner who makes like 17 million Mm -hmm. something like that like he's worth that uh and steven i mean i guess steven adams maybe isn't worth the case he's making a lot but it's like there are these guys who it's like okay just say miles turner like miles turner is is worth 17 million dollars like Devin, i'm not not trying to rip on that but like Devin Vassell, a more median outcome is like we're talking about him five eight years down the road and we're like Oh, maybe Kawhi. our team can get him with no <laughs> we can get him with the mid level exception for like eight, nine million bucks. Like the, those are just, I guess my, my point is there just is room for a lot of upside for centers still. Yeah. And I think the narrative has gone too far the other way. So the other
2: point I was gonna make with him is he played he played three games in college for Memphis. Mm-hmm. During those three games, and I know this is a tiny sample size. I'm not trying to yeah. he's averaged twenty eleven and three. <laughs> so what if he did that for the year or, or came He'd back one? that's what I'm saying so like yeah. let's say he let's say he played and he was dominant in those three games he was awesome so again I don't I, I wouldn't expect him to, to keep those same numbers for a full season right. but if he if you know what would it be if it was 17 nine and three
1: mm-hmm.
2: right. on a top 20 team in the country now now it's a surefire top three pick surefire I, I mean, so that to me that's where I'm like okay I'm just gonna Slot him at three. So I think we agree. I think we don't. We don't disagree much on, on him. No,
1: no, and it's it's for the Saints for the same reasons. Um, you already said Lamelo is it's your four. four. Yep.
2: Who's yours? My four is Obi Toppin. Okay,
1: and um, Kevin O'Connor has him at nine. Sam Vecini has him at three. ESPN has him at seven. And I, I think probably most people at this point, if you're, if you're listening, like you kind of know what this is. It's mm-hmm. it's this guy who is a freak athlete. Um, he, he's at the power forward position, um, you know, can, can fly, is strong. Also, like, couples that with a, a really good pick-and-pop game. He yeah. can shoot it. And then, and then all the concerns fall on the defensive end. He looks like an, an absolute nightmare <laughs> defending screens. And If he was
2: average on defense, you could make a case for him at number one. For sure. If he was just average. For
1: sure. And, and, and you know what? I, I, I think I do think it's gone too far, like the narrative that he's absolute trash. Like right. and, and the narrative about him is that he can't, he can't defend pick and rolls, right? And he can't open up his hips. He can't slide. Well, he literally faced 20 total pick and rolls this year, 20. Right. Three of which ended – and, and, and in, that, in those 20 pick and rolls, he ends up being the second percentile, like terrible mm-hmm. on Synergy. His numbers look awful. But if you actually look at it, three of those 20 <laughs> possessions end in banked threes by the popping big. And like, it's all
2: it takes to shoot that number up. Fire that up, yeah. you
1: know? And it's like <laughs> – and that's something that just adds the fire of a guy who already isn't good defensively. Right. He isn't. I'm not saying Obi Toppin is a good defender. It just, you know, it just blows up. Right. And he's he's a guy – kind of like Cat is that way too. Like when he messes up on defense, you know, And right? the times
2: he does good. Yeah. They still score. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those things. It's just they they right. Some guys have it. Yeah, and
1: and I don't know. I mean, I guess just for me, it's just like the value proposition is is kind of there at this point to take him because, you know, the the three guys who I think have for me have star potential or high end potential, Ball, Edwards and Wiseman are off the board. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? I think I think Toppin I think Toppin could be a really really good offensive player and just dynamic.
2: I had him 5. 5, okay. So I we agree. I am not I think that's out of the guys that we did. We we were essentially 100% on the same page with him mm-hmm. when we did that podcast. Right. So
1: I yeah. rewatched that the between the legs dunk fast break, mm-hmm. which is the thing everybody's going to see with the moment guys, the freak athlete, yeah. Which I I hate when that's normally the way that guys are defined. But if you watch that full possession, it's did he have a block or something on the other but end? But he just, like, he's in the middle of the lane. His dude, it's a turnover, steals it. Toppin' outruns. And, top and out he outruns the the whole rest of the George Washington team where he hits the hit-ahead pass from the guy who stole it, takes one dribble from outside the three-point line, gathers between the, like, dunks. It's like it highlights. it highlights all of the good things. He's going to be a really good transition big. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a freak athlete. Like, he's going to be very like very able to respond to the team moving from defense to offense. Like this is a guy who's going to be really good offensively. And I'm not, I'm giving him no votes of confidence defensively to even be average. But like, I don't know. There's guys in this league who make it work on really, a really good offensive profile and limited defensive
2: profile. Kevin love. Sure.
1: Yeah. I guess different, yeah.
2: different, different, but I'm saying it from a four man who's really good on one end of the court, Pretty below average on the other, sure. but still is a really good NBA player.
1: Yeah, and makes it, and obviously makes a real big. T- the NBA shoot turns out shooting's pretty important.
2: <laughs> Shocking.
1: So, so you had him five. Okay, five. Let's, let's recap. Let's recap our top fives. You want me to go? Yeah, you do yours first. Kevin
2: Vassell, Killian Hayes, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Obi Toppin.
1: Mine is Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Obi Toppin, Killian Hayes.
2: Yep. So now we're on six. Six. You go first. Anthony Edwards.
1: Okay, we've already talked about. So for me, I guess this is my like hottest
2: take. This difference. is it? this one. Can I, yeah. can I think about? It can I make a guess? Sure. It's not Tyrese Maxey, is it?
1: No. It's Aaron Nismith.
2: You have him ahead of I ahead of me. I have him seven.
1: I have him ahead of your number one, which I'm now I'm kind of questioning. I have because I have a if Aaron seven. Ne-
2: if Aaron Nismith could guard you. I would he would be in the top four probably.
1: What actually stuck to me stuck out to me thinking about Neesmith today and finalizing where I was going to put him was was what what you said when we were when we did the pot on him about his defense, which we acknowledged was awful, but we talked about the injury mm-hmm. and it was a, it, he he had a broken foot, so he only played fourteen games this year, but it was a stress fracture. And so it, yeah, you explain it. You do, could do it better than me.
2: So I, and I have, this is speculation, but a stress fracture is something that it. it it wears on you for a while, mm-hmm. and it's not something that all of a sudden just breaks. Yeah. It's 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 like a, a right. progress. It's a progressional whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You you combine a hurt foot with a horrible team, knowing you're leaving for the NBA. I can see where you would not give a well, crap about defense. And
1: and even see for me, it wasn't even not giving a crap. It was having slow feet. Right. And and at the same time, I'm there too. If he if that if that was slowing him down, now that's optimistic because mm-hmm. his feet are slow and the defense. And the defense was was bad. But, like, let's not skip over the fact that we're in – at this point, we're talking about role players. Most likely. Mo- mostly. Who maybe have some upside. And why I have him here is because I think Aaron Neesmith has the shooter role player thing yeah. on lock. Like, I
2: agree with that. I told you, like, back in, I think, March or April, he was my favorite player in the draft. Not meaning the, yeah. the best, but just as far like, as, like, he's my favorite. So, I've got no issue with you having him six.
1: And And I think – and some people – did I, I talk I, you into
2: him put him
1: in six? Probably. I've talked to you more about the draft than I've talked about with anyone. I mean, I, I think – I don't really like it when, when people just, like, give NBA or college players a grade based on their three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. That's just like a pet peeve of mine. And I really think you need to factor in volume in, into that and, and have to have actually watch the way that they're taken. So some people probably hearing me say I have Aaron Niesmith sixth. When Kevin O'Connor has him 15, Sam Bassini has him 14, ESPN has him 12, just thinks that I'm giving him the Madden rating of 100 at shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because of the 52%. It's because I watch those shots, and there's a, diverse, the, a diversity to the way he got those those looks. I mean, he's 95th percentile in spot-up situations, 97th percentile coming off the of screens. 90th percentile playing in transition where he would shoot threes, handoff actions, 96th percentile, 97th percentile isolation. Like he was – yes, that's all inflated by his his shooting, but he did it in every every which way, and I don't think it was a small sample size because he was taking 13 per 100 possessions. He shot 115 threes in, in 14 games. Like – Made 100 of them. <laughs>
2: Basically, like I just, I don't know. I, I I don't, like I don't, I don't. No, you're preaching to the choir. I love. Yeah. yeah, offensively, he's 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 the wing guard version of Obi Toppin a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Really, just you see his offense translating perfectly to yeah. the NBA. But I would say even
1: I'd see his offense. Yeah, translating I even better than that's Obi fair.
2: Um, again, if if I thought he could be an average defender, mm-hmm. he'd be, I. Yeah, I could see him. You can make an argument for any anywhere. So, really.
1: so you you really believe he's going to be like awful, awful defensively? That's fair. I mean, I think you could can. No, still he, he can be get awful. better.
2: He can. He. I think he'll start off being awful. Yeah. But remember, remember the, before we did that pod, like the 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 yeah. nine or ten clips I showed you right before, where it was. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Good. So I, I love him. I he's my favorite player in the draft. I've said that since March. Um, the reason he's again we have him higher than the experts but uh yeah his defense was was not good I yeah I don't know
1: great shooter though great size great the size that's what that's sorry Mm -hmm. I wasn't hit on that. Mm -hmm. 6'6 6'10 wingspan like the the reason I have him there is is yes the shooting but I do I do see this like sliver of a possibility where he really is more than that and he's like I'm not. I don't want to make a Clay Thompson comparison, but you know, there's always the there's always the conversation where people go, "Oh man, what would Clay Thompson look like if he got to like play off the bounce and never used him as like the ball handler and pick and roll like?" And Clay wasn't just a a, a spot be, up guy.
2: Still be really good.
1: Yeah, he'd still be really good. But that's that's how that's what Aaron Nesmith was at Vanderbilt. Like they let him try and do pick yeah. and rolls and stuff. He wasn't good at them, but it was like, but he was
2: so clearly their best offensive player yes. that they had to
1: and and. Again, and we we broke this down on the pod before. Like it, it didn't end well. He I talked about how I think he's gonna get get hurt in his career because he falls. He over falls a lot more than anyone.
2: But like, but there, he there's had some nice. Element. He had some nice athletic plays. We're, we're making did, it seem like he's, he's worse. Big. Yeah, he like he he's, like, the,
1: his poor athleticism shows up on defense more than it does on offense. Like I think there, I think there's I don't like almost a three really level he's a good score.
2: offense or good athlete on offense.
1: Yeah, which is which. Weird. I don't know, man. That to me, I take that into consideration yeah. for
2: plugging yeah. into the defense end. So yeah. I'm at six. I'm at seven. So I, I I'm kind of mad that you have higher than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was I'm jealous. The the
1: one so so my seven is uh, Vassell, and those were the two I really deliberated over, and I might end up going. Maybe I was kind of making a point by putting Neesmith there. Vassell, I I don't know. I I, I do want to go back and watch like I want to go watch more of this Florida State team, even though I've watched Vassell and everything, but he's. Uh, he to me Vassell is this at uh, at this point of like, do I put him in that top tier or is he the best of the second best? And and right now I'm putting That's him fair. in the, the in the with Neesmith, the best of the the second best group.
2: So who's so we're done with seven then too, because we
1: Yeah. How's this? is picking up. So so who
2: is your seven? Smith.
1: Okay, Niesmith. So do your I think
2: eight. I, I kinda think we we're gonna have the same eight. I've got a I've got a hunch. Oh Kongwu. No. Really?
1: Give me the give me the case for Okongwu. Yeah, I mean this is we're both low. Like for you to have him at eight and me to have him. Yeah, ten, I have him ninth. I have him ninth. KOC has him five. Vecini has him six. ESPN has him six. Hollinger has him. I'll scroll here. Give me the case.
2: I think he could be a, an elite defender. Oh, sure. We watched we watched his defensive clips and he can guard fives fours obviously, but the way he five. get out and switch and, and guard ones, I just think he's for being 18 years old or 19 years old or whatever he is now. I think defensively he's got a chance to be awesome. Um mm-hmm. and then he's just kind of a you know a, a pick and roll guy who who dunks everything around the rim. See, I dude agree com- completely that that's his profile
1: and he's every bit of everything you just said. That, like what Schmidt said in his profile is strong mobile center who finishes above the rim with ease off of 2 feet vertical spacer thanks yeah. to his hands and leaping ability. Great hands. Great hands, tremendous offensive rebounder, thanks to quickness, strength, and bounce. That's what Schmidt said. And I go, yeah, Spot agree on. with all of that. But that is the difference. Like that profile of a center or a big, there are way more of those in the NBA than there are of what we were talking about for Wiseman. Like, a yeah. Kangwu might be better than him right away. But when we talk about like the replacement level bigs and how there's all these guys in the league there there's like discount versions of what schmitz is is describing right there like we talked about Rashawn holmes on the on that other podcast that the podcast we did on Akangwu, and it's like my trepidation with the Kongu is not not liking what i saw i did like what i saw it's that that guy that player a lot of them a lot of them sure a lot of them and and there's this whole like I think he probably can guard a lot of different positions, two through five, one through, whatever, one through four, whatever you want to say. But there's, like, this idea out there, and I feel like I'm very in tune to it because of the Timberwolves, and they have two bad defenders as their best players, This this idea that you can just add a guy who can defend one to five and your defense is fixed. Like – no, Okongwu could go to a bad defensive team, whether it's the Wolves or it's the Knicks or whoever it is in the lottery, and that team is, does not get anywhere close to fixed defensively, Just even if he is a really, really good defender. Like, defense is a, it's a team sport. You, if you draft a high-end offensive player, an elite offensive player, that's going to make an, an impact on your whole team's offense more than an elite defensive player. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, and, I, I, and again, he's eight, so I'm not making like a huge case for him.
1: But I, I think that's low. I think we are. I think we are comparatively. I don't want to say a lot. I think we're lower than probably, judging from the people who follow me on Twitter, we're a lot lower than everyone else. A lot I of also, people want. Him. I
2: just really liked. He seemed very fundamentally sound and understood like. I how to set a screen and how to box out like these little things matter for a big guy and yeah again that's not you know you're talking about a lottery pick it's they should, you know you'd hope setting a screen isn't what you lead with <laughs> but like those little things like you know tipping a yeah. ball out and dude. he understands the importance of those plays that I think is going to translate to to whatever the NBA whatever level anyone's at
1: dude it's totally like my type of player mm-hmm. like like Aaron Neesmith is your type of player. Like a, a, a shooter, yeah. <laughs> no, Tyrell Terry, like, the, like <laughs> that. You know, it's I, 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 like these type of guys. It's, it's just the, I don't know. I, they're not, they're not rare, right? They're not rare, and I don't know. May there's this like upside that those guys can hit. We talked about Bam Adebayo, some dudes like that, but I don't yeah. know. Akongo didn't pass the ball.
2: Who's your eight? Okoro, Okoro. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Isaac Okoro. Um, where'd you have him? 10. I, I, he was, he was my, uh, when I sat down and watched the film, I remember like watching it all. That was your guy. That was my guy who I was just like, I believe in, you know, without even really being able, you know, to necessarily have all your thoughts parsed. Mm -hmm. Just be like, yeah, I think, I I like this guy. I think he's going to work. And, and the, the main pieces of it, which I think nobody would argue with, is that he's going to be a hell of a defender on, on the ball. And, and what, what I was surprised to, to find out that people felt so differently, Kevin O'Connor and, and his thing says, non-factor off the dribble lacks burst and quickness on drives to the rim, so his flashes of shot-creating ability may never translate to the NBA. I don't see that at all. I completely disagree with that sentiment. Like, I thought, I thought the dude was a factor off the dribble. I thought he did have burst and quickness. That was just not something that lined up. With with my view of him. You want to rip him, you rip the shot. And yeah, that's he's not gonna
2: be able to shoot. Yeah,
1: think, okay. So. I mean, and you're you're a better judge of, of shooters than me, but like let's not let's not to, like let's do one of the marks on the X, like the the spare, mm-hmm. like non shooter, let's not say non shooter and non-dribbler. Because sure. then if he's not that, then what he's like Lou Dort. I don't even know if you know who that is. No. Like it's so it's TV it's, it, TV <laughs> No, it's a player on the Thunder who's undrafted. Oh. Who just like starts for the Thunder because they need a defender. Like, I think Okoro has the ability to do some things offensively.
2: I I don't disagree. I don't think he can shoot. I don't think he'll shoot. I don't think he'll be able to shoot. And I think if you look at the guys the Wolves have taken in the last five years who we'd say the same things about between Chris Dunn and Jared Culver. And Okogi. And even going back to probably Rubio where it's like Mm. he can do this, he can do this, but he can't shoot. It's like, well –
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think it might, this might be a little bit different. Like, so I have a Coral eight and a Kangoo nine. Okay. Like if I was doing a board that was Timberwolves would those fits be enough to make me switch a Kangoo and a Coral probably, but, but this is just generally speaking for, you know, sure. At at the, the average team, I like Isaac a Coral. Um, I like what I've, Really like what I saw defensively, kind of like what I saw offensively, and that's enough for me to, like, shift him up. That's to, fine, yeah.
2: And I don't disagree. I think everything you said, I think he's going to be a really good defender. I didn't hate him off the dribble. I thought he was a, actually a pretty good playmaker. Yeah, um, I, I, I do not understand that part either, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, and I, I agree did. with you there. I just – it's – man, in, in, in this day and age, if you can't shoot, I can, just – Can
1: you – honestly, like, can, can you tell me why you – because you're not alone here, like feeling so certain that he can't, he can't, and will not be able to shoot. I mean, just, I'm not saying you're wrong. I no, think I don't know. Right, I think but there like, are there some
2: you... there are some guys that you just watch and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a shooter. I don't think he's ever going to be capable yeah. of being a consistent shooter.
1: And that that totally proves to be true all the time. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get fixed just because you're in the NBA and you have a shooting coach right. and all those things. So you're yeah. right. That, that I just happens.
2: think you kind of have it or you don't. And watching him, I just, yeah. I, so, mm-hmm. so was that are we at nine? Then where are we? How are we doing on time?
1: Um, we're right. we we'll, we'll move through. Just we're now we've we got some overlap, so yeah. we're we're going about fifty minutes. So, um, are we had nine then. Yes, I had Okaro at eight, Okongu at nine. Who did you have at nine?
2: So I had Okongu at eight, and I had Kyra Lewis at nine. Ooh.
1: Okay. Um, I have. Oh, I, I gotta say, where I have. him. I am at twelve. Okay. Oh, which is
2: high too. Okay, that's not okay. Yeah. Well, I think we both like him more than the average. Person,
1: Kevin O'Connor has him 16. The senior has him 12. ESPN has him 23. Yeah. So this is what I, I did. A quote from ESPN: I'm "Not a great finish." Because again, I'm having these arguments, and I'm like, I don't agree with this. Not a great finisher with physicality. Right hand dominant at the rim. Mostly needs time and space with his jumper. Still finding the right blend
2: between scoring and playmaking. That's not what I saw. No, I I didn't see it either. And that's to me, I thought he was a he was a great maybe too strong a really good playmaker
1: like i mean it, okay he like, uses get, sp- get the separation off of the pick he was for sure great at that cuz he's
2: fast yes, he's faster than anybody in this draft
1: but i'm just playing devils advocate cuz we're both like on it here like okay so now you you've, you're around the screen right so now now what's next like you can't just use necessarily use speed to get all the way to the rim right he doesn't because that's like so, Ja Morant, right? Like, has the speed to get the, the step off of the, mm-hmm. the pick and roll, but then he also has the ability to go up and finish in creative ways, and he's he's a passer at that point. The the question for me with Kyra Lewis becomes, Okay, you've blown by those guys. Now you're at 15 feet. What are you about to do? Mm-hmm. And at the college level, like he was he was fine, and I he, thought was he was able good. To to yeah, and I thought he. I, th- I think it's fair to be skeptical yeah, so to some degree sure. at the NBA level. Bigger I think guys.
2: He, he had a good understanding, though, a lot of times. He uses his speed incredibly well. He gets gets past mm-hmm. anybody. He understood sometimes just making the easy pass mm-hmm. was the really good decision. Dude, it's so
1: funny, though. Like In the profile, it
2: says... I, I, I thought he did a great job getting in the lane and finding shooters. So but I, it's
1: like it's like sometimes he didn't make the easy pass. I literally remember reading that somewhere earlier today. Like, yeah, I don't know. Kyra Lewis is a weird one, and I think honestly, I think he he's someone who's like shooting up draft boards. So maybe people are getting more information, watching more over over time.
2: Man, I we I might have said this when we when we talked about him in, in the other the other week, but I think there's a world where like we talk about the five six years out from now. I think there's a world where he's. One of the top guys from this draft.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's what you're betting on. Yeah, nine. I and I think that's I, I have no problem with with that bet. I mean, for me, it's like I don't know. So I I have met twelve. I have met twelve. Which
2: who did you have a nine then? Sorry, a Kangwo. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. So so I have I actually have two I have two point guards ahead of Kyrie Lewis, which Maxie. that's the difference between me and you is yeah. I have Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. At, at he's my ten. And and he's not in in your top ten. Where do you have Tyrese Halliburton? Eleven. Okay. Why do you why do you have him below Kyra Lewis? Let's start there.
2: I'm really worried about Halliburton's shot,
1: dude. Same.
2: Really worried about a shot, and really worried again, about – again. This
1: the, back to it, my Madden rating thing, man. Just because uh, you shot forty two percent, Lonzo Ball mean, shot forty
2: three percent at UCLA. Right.
1: So Josh Okogie thirty nine. So is I, year. Is I just like, watch yeah. the
2: guy shoot, and you're like, ah, I don't know if that's gonna work. Uh, yeah. and I, th- so I think that we are extremely low on him.
1: You have him at 11. I'm at 10. KOC has him at three. Vecini has him at five. ESPN has him at eight.
2: Yeah. Like, I did, and I think, so the, sh- the shot and the physicality, I, I just think he's, I mean, and you can improve on that, but yeah, I just, and again, I'm, we're saying he's a lottery pick. So it's not like we're saying he's bad at, he's bad, but it's, I don't know. I, there's, s- there's some red flags that had, had him lower for me.
1: Total. I mean, for me too, I think we're at the same place on this. He He's like, so you have him 10. I'm at 10. Okay. He is uh, of like the, there's like 10 point guards ish that could be drafted who play drafted in the first round who um who played in the NCAA this
2: year. Yeah.
1: He has was has the best offensive efficiency of of all those guys. 85th percentile overall.
2: It also worried me a little bit about how bad Iowa State was. Yeah. Well, that's th- concerning when you're when you have a when you have a top 5 projected guy as your point guard.
1: So this is this is this is my concern about him is yeah, maybe he's 85th percentile overall, but he's 31st percentile on the pick and roll and 36th percentile in isolation and I feel like that's totally backed up on film that where he gets his money is in transition and in shooting. And I'm concerned about his shot just the way it is and I think he's going to be a solid transition player but he showed nothing to be able to, to get to the rim mm-hmm. and finish. So are you gonna be? Are you gonna? Is that are you gonna get paid off that way?
2: Right. He's really good in transition, but that's only. I mean, how many transition <laughs> possessions are you getting in the game?
1: Right, and uh, pr- pretty much all these guys are, right. are are pretty good in transition. If you're too. a point guard
2: and, and, and you're not a great shooter and you're not great in pick and roll, mm-hmm. what are you?
1: Right, and but I think that the, most people think he is very good in pick and roll. <laughs> like <laughs> I didn't see it. And I I've, he's labeled as he's labeled as. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Kevin O'Connor has him third. This the, uh, genius playmaker who can be a major building block of a contending team. Creative playmaker with extraordinary vision and ambidextrous handles to deliver passes at all angles. He manipulates defenders with his eyes and dribbles and pick and roll and has pinpoint accuracy on passes to rollers and shooters. And I should just say, I'm not trying to rip on O'Connor. Like, O'Connor's, he's better at this than I am. I'm, I'm literally high- highlighting the differences. But to me, that paragraph is a okay. so much, so hyperbolically po- more positive mm-hmm. than what what I saw with Tyrese Halliburton, who I went back to look at today. I was kind of concerned we're going to have a, like, we're going to be in different places with him. So I was like, all right, got to be, <laughs> like, right. ready. I, I just, I, I don't see it. And, and 10, I, I don't know. I almost, I'm just kind of giving him 10 just because everyone else has a mind. He might even slide lower for me.
2: and 11 on the road this year, Iowa State. Yeah, they were not. Maybe I'm looking too much into that, and maybe it's kind of like I don't know. the coaching lens. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think if you have a point guard who's that good, you can right. You can win some games. You know what I mean? You'd think, but um,
1: they, they, his teammates were bad. I remember. I that get that. Yeah,
2: I get that. I get that. I'm pro- I'm probably reading too much. Quickly,
1: into. quickly reread through your top ten just so people know where we're
2: at. Devin Vassell, Killian Hayes, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Obi Toppin, Anthony Edwards, Aaron Neesmith, Onequa Kangwu. Kyra Lewis, Isaac Okoro.
1: And mine is LaMelo Ball, one. Anthony Edwards, two. James Wiseman, three. Obi Toppin, four. Killian Hayes, five. Aaron Niesmith six. Devin Vassell, seven. Isaac Okoro, eight. Anyaka Okonmu, nine. Tyrese Halliburton, ten. Who was your I sh- 11?
2: I should have given my numbers actually there too. I'll do it at the end. Yep. Uh, 11 was Halliburton.
1: Okay, 11 was Halliburton for you. For me, um, 11 was Tyrese Maxey. I know that you didn't have him in your lottery. Nope. Like, how low down do you think he will be?
2: Late teens. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen range probably. So he is my one for me. Um,
1: gut, sort of feel yeah. guy, and and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I I kept I keep going back to that and re- went back and rewatched some of them. I think you when we were debating between him and Kyra Lewis. On that one pod, like I think you had better points than I did for why Kyra Lewis should be ahead, and I have one slot ahead of him. I have Kyra twelve, but I think I think Tyrese Maxey is, um. Is a guy that could prove a lot of what the, of the film that he laid down in college wrong. I'm concerned about his size. I'm concerned a little bit about the stroke of his jump shot, but I feel like that dude can hoop. Yeah, and,
2: and from Kentucky, man, they're always. I think that matters too. And
1: I don't I don't think eleven I don't think eleven is uh is, is hot by any means. KOC has him eleven, Vicini has him thirteen, ESPN has him fourteen, but it's like I have I have him there and I'm gonna probably convince myself to put him over Tyrese Halliburton by the draft.
2: That's fair. I mean I I you know, I expressed why I was down on him on the on the pod that we did, so I won't reiterate mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, I I don't know, I, I'm worried about a shot. I'm worried about his size a little bit. I'm worried. Yeah, the
1: size the size point is – And I'm worried about his
2: athleticism. So I think those three things, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I'm
1: banking on him uh, having like a pretty good like body evolution in yeah. the NBA. But I, I do kind of see his frame being able
2: – If he uh, works out and he's good, I, I will always – the Kentucky thing matters. Yeah. As
1: we talked about on the other pod. It does, yeah. But what we said on the other pod was – Okay, the, the guys in the past, Devin Booker, they, he was a star hiding in plain sight because they only let him shoot. Cat, mm. Cat uh, was a star hiding in plain sight because they, and they didn't let him shoot; they just had him be a post up mm-hmm. guy. Like, what is Tyrese Maxey's skill that they're hiding there? I don't know There's the no, answer no. to that. <laughs> so that's that's the you know that's the case against the 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 Kentucky point. Right.
2: Twelve. 12. Denny. Denny. I have them 13, F-Dia. man. We're low. F-Dia. Um We're low. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's always interesting watching guys overseas. Tough. It's tough. It's harder. Um, I, you, I will I, say – yeah, go ahead. Can
1: just really quick, do you think that – because now we've watched a lot of these overseas guys. I think – and this is just from watching the clips. I think Denny played, like, with the best teammates and the best opponents of any of these yeah. other guys. Way better than what LaMelo was facing. Yep. Better than what he Hayes played was for facing. Tel Aviv, and Tel Aviv's yeah, like, Tel Aviv,
2: they're good. yeah, they're they're a on NBA team, probably. They yeah, have, I
1: tweeted out the picture of the roster: yeah. Mari Stoudemire, Omri Caspi, Quincy, Nate AC, Walters,
2: Nate Walters,
1: um, uh, Wilbeckin. Scott yeah, Wilbeckin. Yeah, like it was, w- was like Will Yeah, Scotty. It. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was interesting from that point, but then, but then I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off here, but like FD wasn't even always in the rotation. No,
2: and well, that was the first thing I texted you was when i looked at his stats after i watched the film cuz i was like why isn't he and he played like 12 minutes a game i know which is more of a you know of a testament to his teammates and how and how good tel aviv is but, but
1: they they just had a lot of games where he came in for like the final like end of the game in garbage
2: time but i hadn't read much about him i i knew the name and i knew where he was from and i yep. knew who he played for but i didn't know what his game was like so i started watching his, his possessions and you know you watch him shoot a shot, and you watch him shoot another shot. And I loved the shot. And I was like, this is great form. He's big. <laughs> I'm like, he's got to be a shooter. And I kept watching, and I was like, miss. <laughs> you know, miss. <laughs> another possession, miss. And I'm like, Uh-oh. did I click on misses, <laughs> or did I click on – so because so, I love the form and his size, and I thought yeah. it looked great, but it, 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 he, the ball didn't go in the hoop ever. Uh, yeah,
1: and I guess he's – Do he, you want to know who he shoots like? Yeah.
2: His form. Who do you think? Do you have
1: a no I'm trying to I'm trying to think it's really up like at his forehead.
2: It's not the result. It's the it's how it looks.
1: I can't think. Ooh. He looks like
2: he shoots like clay. Oh yeah. He shoots like clay. He
1: does, he does but like well
2: form-wise.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like slight, you're right it is, but I've i picturing both and it's like but it's it's way up there, which would lead you to believe like, like clay is elite, obviously, because he can get it off so yeah. quick too, and make all of them.
2: I if get. you wouldn't watch Clay's misses, you'd be like, this is Denny.
1: Dude, but Denny, one of my first notes was <laughs> literally my first note jumper is slow.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he's big.
1: He is. He is. He's six, nine, six foot nine, uh, six foot nine wingspan. And apparently, all these other draft analysts think that he is a playmaker.
2: I, they, I did not see that. part. Okay. Dude, yeah. So
1: <laughs> he's,
2: a, get- he's a catch and shoot guy in the, in the, in the NBA.
1: Who you don't think could shoot? Who you don't think could Correct. shoot? But you like his size. Why is he in your lottery?
2: Because I'm I'm buying into the fact that he's just shot it poorly. Uh,
1: okay, so we have very different reasons. I I, I think that he I, I think he's a, an off the bounce player. I, I think I mean maybe that's partially me.
2: What if we're both right? He's both five.
1: Then, well, then ESPN's going to be right, yeah. and it's going to be five. But but okay, so what ESPN said is. Big enough to play power forward, but has the ball handling, creativity, and playmaking skill of a point guard. Did you see uh, ever? <laughs> no, I saw zero of that.
0: He could score Not a little zero bit. Zero of okay. He that, could
1: score
2: I'm, a little bit off the dribble, but he wasn't like
1: playmaking. Like I'm, you read like that Luka, You, you right? read
2: that, and you think, well, yeah, you think, you think Lonzo. No. Or, so when I was
1: watching, I, I tweeted this. I tweeted this out at the time, and I was like, he reminds me of TJ Warren.
2: Yeah, I remember that's all the tweet.
1: And and it's like it's that same sort of like bigger small forward, maybe like a power forward's body, but like it is is definitely like a wing, like they've played wing their whole life, so it's like you're not getting that dude to go, you know, defend fives. And and I and I think I I mean, I don't know, it's like that's Part of what he was good at was like his his physicality. I, I'm very confused about what position he plays because mm-hmm. he 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 had more post ups than pick and roll possessions. So I don't understand right. why why he is that. And I don't know a, a lot of people are, are super high on Denny. And I I'll just say this now: Maybe I'm, I'm probably pissing people off right now. I'll, I'll watch more. I'll try. I'll try and watch full games. But
2: I'm I do need to watch more too. I'll I'll say that.
1: Yeah, and I and I, I'm a little. I'm just. I I like parts of it, but I do, I don't under I guess I, it's he falls very much into this tier where we're at right now where I see role player I don't all the hype I thought I would see something that to, that would suggest that he could be a star mm-hmm. and I don't like okay so five years from now Danny FD is a star what is he best at we should say he plays defense well I should but he's like, a pretty good
2: defender but yeah he's probably a guy that you put the ball in his hands and he's He's, but I don't know. It, you're saying best case scenario, right? Like, yeah, I like just, I, it's hard to answer that question. I I, I think so too. And which which I think means all right, so well, now we're I'm both looking for a new number twelve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which I, that's, I'm saying what we both did here. You put him at twelve, and I put him at thirteen. Yeah. Not because of what we saw in film, and we might just be film idiots and whatever. Maybe that's the case.
2: We're doing it. We got peer pressured.
1: We got peer pressured into putting Danny Fdn our lottery. next pick. Um, thirteen. Who is your thirteen
2: guy? We didn't talk about. But I've watched, and then I watched more this weekend. So we have not talked about this guy. So I, I'm, Ooh, I won't I go. to Sadiq Bey. dude. I He was my fourteen. Really, from Villanova. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. He was my one who we haven't watched. Yeah. That I put into.
2: So I, we should maybe save him for a later pod. And really, because yeah. I, really would, I imagine he's going to be a guy we get to. I, I think. I think so too. Um, I, he's a good defender. He's a good shooter. He comes from a good program at Villanova. Uh, I like think and he, I think
1: you're almost underselling all of that. By the way, for so sure. Like for sure. A, in the, at the college level, it was great defender, great shooter. But the things that we need to dig into deeper with him are there, there's elements of him on both offensive and defense where he uses craft more than athleticism.
2: So you, yeah, he he's less athletic than Devin Vassell.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and if he was Devin Vassell's build and, and same athlete, he'd be higher.
1: Well. <laughs> But he also his his numbers are really like forty five percent from th- I mean, was a very very effective player as a sophomore at at Villanova. So there's also part of me like he was. Koc had him at twenty one. Vicini had him at fifteen. ESPN had him at eighteen. And I was like, man, so nobody nobody has this dude to be a lottery guy. Like right. And I was I was between him and Cole Anthony for my last spot. I have Bay as fourteen and and there. And I was like. I don't know. I just feel like Wait, this who's your thirteen? My my thirteen is Fedia. Who's your twelve? Kyra Lewis. Oh, gotcha. And okay. Maxie's my eleven. Yeah, gotcha. So I just I was like I, I don't know. At, at this point, I feel very confident that Sadiq Bay is going to be a role player. So do I. And, That's right. And maybe maybe even better. Like yeah, the sh- the shooting the shooting was really impressive. I loved how he like. I, I loved the way he took guys off the dribble was like a point guard who, you know, like Andre Miller's like, Oh, the old man game. game. game, Right. Just like the swooping. It reminded me of uh, Joe Ingalls who like plays point guard, but is like really big. He's like, first step isn't fast, but he like throws his kind of like whole body into it in in that sort of way. But I I think he's, he's a really interesting prospect. I'd like to watch like him play some more of a full game because defensively I thought, I just felt felt like Villanova is really fun to watch.
2: They are. Yeah. They're, they've been really good. Yeah.
1: Um okay, so who's your 14th?
2: Patrick Williams.
1: Patrick Williams. He's on my honorable mentions. Yeah. And, and I don't know, it's sneak in
2: more. that can that's subject to change.
1: He but but he he's the same reason that like
2: I'm I'm betting on athleticism, strength, size with a capable jumper.
1: Right, which makes me feel like I'm talking on both sides of my mouth being like, "Oh, like I'm I, I, that's why I have Obi Toppin as high as I do. That's why I have so many of the mm-hmm. guys in the top half of my lottery. And maybe I, I feel like I'm not giving Patrick Williams credit for that by not having him there. But the the athleticism showed out. The physical profile showed out. The film I thought was really concerning when we watched yeah. him a, a couple weeks back. But but it's it's fair for a lottery. I bet he'll be top 20 for me for sure. Maybe even sneak, I don't in. know, sneak yeah. into, into Sh- the lottery. Should
2: we recap 1 through 14? Yes. You ready to go? Should we go one after? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. My one, Devin Vassell. My one is LaMelo Ball. Two is Killian Hayes.
1: Two is Anthony Edwards. Three is James Wiseman. Three is James Wiseman.
2: Four is LaMelo
1: Ball. Four is Obi Toppin. Five is Obi Toppin. Five is Killian Hayes.
2: Six is Anthony Edwards. Six is Aaron Neesmith. Seven is Aaron Neesmith. Seven is Devin Vassell. Eight is Akangwu. I'm always, always <laughs> hesitate to say that. I'm I uh, Eight for me is Isaac Okoro. Nine is Kyra Lewis. Nine is Anyeka Akangwu. Nice. <laughs> T- Ten is Isaac Okoro. Ten is Tyrese Halliburton. Eleven is Tyrese Halliburton.
1: Eleven is Tyrese Maxey.
2: Twelve is Denny Edvia, Edvia? Evdia. Evdia.
1: Twelve is Kyra Lewis, Jr.
2: Thirteen is Sadiq Bey. Thirteen
1: is Denny Evdia.
2: Fourteen is Patrick Williams.
1: Fourteen is Sadiq Bay. A couple other guys. So I how many do we
2: agree on? We agreed on three. Is yeah, that, but it doesn't work like. No, that. No, I know, it's I like, know, I know. But I'm just saying, the the we same. Were, we James were close on the is whole the second one half. One? Is that the only one, James Wiseman? Yeah, I guess that's the only wow.
1: exact we had. But but like that's I mean, fine. yeah, it's I, I think we I think we were, we were close on a lot of the second half ones. The 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 top five, which is the more important area, I think we're a little bit different. I just read off the four guys I want to watch more film on, and so they get an honorable mention are Cole Anthony, Patrick Williams, Jamius Ramsey, if I'm saying that right, and uh, RJ Hampton, are, are yeah. dudes I want to check out more. I know who, who, like, could slide in, but at the end, I mean, I don't know. It, to me, it actually did get kind of hard to cut it off at 14.
2: It is, and I think when we do, like, I don't know, when we when it gets closer to the draft, 10, 10 through 20 is going to be – it could change a lot from, from hey, now until then.
1: I think it will, and, and I think that's totally okay. It's like – Anybody who's out there telling you that they've watched every single second or every single one of these guys and then has their list and it's locked in from like you haven't? I do not know. I, it's I feel like I've watched a ton mm-hmm. and I feel like I still have a ton more to watch. It it to actually watch these guys. It, it I don't know. It, it, it takes a long time. That's Wildeberg, um assistant men's basketball coach, University of Saint Thomas at wdeberg14 on Twitter. I'm Dane at Dane Moore NBA. We're gonna have a little bit of a le- delay. Um, just cuz am going into town for a little while for 4th of july but we'll have another uh, pod for you when will and i are back till then peace out you